Tonight, I'm going to look at another one of Paul's sons of faith. Paul had three of them. We looked at two of them, Timothy and Onesimus. And just like the other two, this son is a Gentile as well. It's no wonder the apostle to the Gentiles, of all three of them, they were called sons of the faith. They were Gentiles as well. I got to wondering why Timothy and Titus Onesimus was such a blessing to Paul, and why it, uh, Paul thinks that these men were such a blessing, and why Paul thanks God for these men, and takes so much time writing to them and writing about them. I think Paul just really appreciates the fact that being such a blessing in his life. The reason why they're a blessing in Paul's life is because Paul had been previously been a blessing in their life. You want people to be a blessing in your life? Sure you do. We all do. Everybody here wants people to be a blessing in their life. But you know how to get people to be a blessing in your life? You'll be a blessing to their life. We're living in most selfish, absorbed, self-absorbed generation that has ever been on the face of planet of earth. We live in a generation where we want everybody to be a blessing to me, but they don't want to be a blessing to other people. They want the blessing without having to be invested into somebody's life and give time to somebody's life. They don't want no return. They don't want to put anything in to get a return investment. Some people just sit around and say, wished I could have somebody to be a blessing to them. But they never thought about being a blessing to someone else. Man that has friends must first show himself friendly. If you want a blessing from someone, then you must be a blessing to someone else. If you want to be a friend, you must be a friend to them. If you want mercy, you must give mercy. If you want forgiveness, you've got to forgive, give forgiveness. Uh, the reason why Titus is such a blessing in the life of Paul, like the other sons, is because when you read about the lives, you'll find uh, that uh, first Paul was blessing to them. Paul invested time and effort in their lives. They got saved under Paul's ministry. He took time with them in the mission field. He took them with them on the trips. Now down the road when Paul is getting old and gray-headed and he needs somebody to be there to be a blessing to him and he thanks God there are some people that are there for him because he's been a blessing to them. Now they're being a blessing to him in his time. I'm convinced that when some people get down the road old and gray, they don't have to worry or care about people being a blessing to them because if they've been a blessing to people in their life, there will be people in their life that will be there to help them and guide them. I, I, that's where I'd want to be. I want to be somebody that, be, that I've been a blessing to that when I get down to the time that I'm at Paul's time, end of my life and ready to depart from this world, I'll have somebody to say, because you invested your life and time into my life, I'm going to invest my time and life into yours. 
That's what we ought to strive for, to be a blessing to somebody. We're looking at Titus tonight. Look at Titus chapter 1, verse number 4. Uh, let's look at the, the assignment of Titus. Verse number 4, to Titus, my own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, peace from God, through the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. For this cause let I thee increate, that thou shouldest set in order the things that we are wanting and ordain elders in every city as I appointed thee. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to touch those who are in need and those who are sick. You know each and every one, Lord. And I, Father, I just beg that you would touch them to bring them back to the house of God for the next appointed time. Help us all, Lord, and we'll praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. That phrase right there, set in order, it literally carries the implication of, of a bone that's been broken and has to be set back in place. It's out of joint, and it's causing issues. Paul is one of those that sends Titus to this place and gives Titus the assignment in straightening out and fixing things. When you look at the two sons of Paul, uh, Timothy and Titus, Timothy gets that cushion job, the job that every pastor wants. Every, every pastor dreams of this job at Ephesus. Timothy gets this, that assignment. Paul leads him to that wonderful church at Ephesus. He writes uh, six chapters to that church and two books to Timothy and, and Tim, gives Timothy that sweet uh, church in Ephesus. And there ain't much rebuke found there. Uh, it, it, there's nothing uh, directed at the book uh, at, at church at Ephesus. It seems like it runs well. They don't have seen to have, don't seem to have many problems. They remember the church. This church is where Aquila and Priscilla is also a part of the members. And there, and, and I think uh, uh, Paul sends uh, Timothy there, and he's got Aquila and Priscilla there to help minister and help minister with Timothy and give him that guidance. And and that's Paul's favorite people. He, they're there to taking care of this wonderful church that really run by itself. That that's a job that every pastor dreams of. Amen. Y'all could say amen on that. <laughs> amen. And, and, and here's Timothy and, and, and Titus, and you know, when Tim, and Timothy's standing there and Paul's telling him, This is what I want you to do, this is where you're going to go. And, and Titus is sitting over, standing over hearing Paul tell him about Ephesus. He knows about the church at Ephesus and he knows what's going on there. And he's thinking, Man, Timothy's got that good job. I've got to have something real good. I, I got to have a job that's really, really going to be uh, uh, fantastic. I'm going to get a hold of something. Then he looked at Titus and said, Titus, I got an assignment for you, Titus. I imagine Titus was thinking, glory to God. Old Timothy got Ephesus. What am I about to get? Probably out this world. He said, did you know that little island out there in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. That little island that is isolated from everything, where big storms come blowing through. You know where the Christians live. Those, that rough place 
with rough people. Yeah, that's where I'm sending you, Titus. I imagine Titus looked at Paul and said, oh, thank you, Paul. Look what Paul said about these people. These people that he left Titus to minister to in verse number 10. For many are unruly and vain talkers, deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. Paul, you left me with the unruly, the vain talkers, deceivers, in verse 11, whose mouths must be stopped. Whose job is it to stop the mouths, Paul? Paul looks at him and says, your job, Titus. Your job. Teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. But Titus, you never read anything about Titus' pedigree in the Bible. You never hear anything about it. We know where Timothy came from. We know Timothy's mother and grandmother. We know Timothy was brought up in the faith. And we know that Timothy knows the, the Bible. He knows he, he was, he's there. He's been around the church. He knows that. But we never hear anything about Titus where Titus was brought up. He said, I'm going to send you to a crowd that needs to be fixed. And, I, and I'm thinking, he's probably thinking, Timothy, you couldn't do this. You can't do this. I, I know your upbringing, Timothy. I know where you come from. You're a wonderful Christian. I know all that good stuff, but you're, 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 you're not able to do this. You're not qualified. You, you may be sitting here and wondering why God has given you the assignment that God has given you in your life. You're saying, well, I, I, I don't know why, but maybe because you're qualified to do it more than somebody else is qualified to do it. You may look across the pews and say, sister so-and-so don't have to deal with that rough stuff. Don't have to deal with that, that the mouths. They don't have to deal with it. And I, I'm quite sure those Sunday school teachers say anything. Y'all don't have to deal with that. Y'all don't have to do with that. But you know what? And other people saying, hey, uh, uh, that's your calling. No, God knows they're more qualified to do it than you are. Just, just a case. God knows that they can handle it where other people cannot handle it. Paul says, Timothy, you cannot handle that situation. You can't handle it. You was never brought up in that. But Titus comes from a different stock. I believe he said Titus came from a different stock. He said, you're a soldier of Jesus Christ. He said, there's a fight coming. And I believe that this soldier, Titus, can keep going in spite of what's going on around him. God gives a tough battle to the toughest soldiers. Don't, don't start despising your assignment. Titus does not get up tight about his assignment. He doesn't look at it and say, I'm not going. I don't want to do that. That's the wrong crowd. I'm not going to deal with those. He doesn't try to get out his assignment he doesn't get bitter. He just says, if this is where God wants me, then that's where I'm going to go. 
I'm going to go and I'm going to do my best and I'm going to do the best to give God the glory while I'm doing this assignment. It, it may not be the ideal assignment, but I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to do my best. Because if I do, then I'm going to give God the glory. Just make your mind up to walk with God. No matter what assignment you've been given, walk with God. In spite of how tough the assignment is, it may be a rotten assignment. But God has put you there. God has placed you in that position. God has called you to do something. Then God sees something in you that you do not see in yourself. And just say, hey, I'm going to do it. Stop complaining about your assignment. Just say, thank God you gave you an assignment. I imagine after Titus gets there, he starts thinking, Lord, this not, this not be the ideal place, but at least you gave me something to do for the glory of you. There's a lot of people on the sidelines getting nothing done for God. Lord, this might not be the ideal assignment, but I'm going to get it done for you, doing something for you. You may not get what you want. You may not do what you want to do, but just do what God has allowed you to do and where God has placed you at, and God will give you something else down the road. We see his sign, and I, I want to see his affection. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Titus is mentioned in this book more than all the other Bible. Titus' name is mentioned 13 times in the New Testament. He's mentioned twice in the book of Galatians, once in the book of Titus, the book his namesake. He's mentioned uh, once in 2 Timothy. Uh, he's mentioned, but here he's mentioned nine times in 2 Corinthians. This book was written 10 years before the book of Titus. Look at verse number 8. And so much that we desire Titus that as he had begun so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Verse number 16. But thanks God be which put the same earnest of care in the heart of Titus for you. Verse number 23. Whether any do inquire, inquire of Titus, he is my partner and fellow helper concerning you of our brethren. Be inquired of, they are the messengers of the church and the glory of Christ. Do you know what, why God lets Titus do a work out there in Crete? Why he evangelized to those lost people because 10 years Earlier, he had an affection for the church. God never uses anyone who does not have a deep affection uh, for the church. You say, why does God have a deep affection for it? Uh, according to the Bible, Christ loved the church. He gave himself for the church. 
You know, the kind of people that God uses is the kind of people that have an affection for the church, that has a deep affection for the church, the kind of people that loves God loves. What God loves, what God wants, that's the kind of people God uses. I don't understand this group of Christians today say, well, I can take church or leave church. If that's happening in your church, I wouldn't be there. So many people want to get that uh, what Titus gets without ever putting anything into the church. They don't have the love that Titus had loved the church. God gives to people what Titus got in his ministry and something to do for him. He, he has that deep-rooted love for the church of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but I've got an affection for the church. I, I love the church. I have the affection for the house of God, for the things of God, uh, for the people of God. I'm telling you, there, there's something that uh, God likes about a person that has an affection for the things that he is a, has an affection for too. I want you to understand something about Titus loving the Corinthian church. The Corinthian church were, was a church had a lot of wars in it, a lot of warts. It is the most carnal church in the New Testament. They're constantly fighting, bickering, arguing, and having an ungodly relationship. They're fighting over who has the best gift, who has this, who has that, and who can talk in tongues, who can't talk in tongues. They, 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 they even take the Lord's Supper wrong. They have a constant war in this church. They got so many warts that's going on in the church that you can't count. But Titus said, I still love these people. I love the church. I say there's no church that doesn't have a wart, that doesn't have a problem. I don't care how good the church is, how big the church is, how small the church is, church is going to have a problem. We all got problems. I'm telling you, I'd rather be a part of a church. I'd rather be part of those little problems at the church than anything else I could think of. I know that I am glad I'm part of a church, local church this evening, that don't have a lot of problems. And we may think we don't got problems, but there's some problems, but I thank God for them. Titus made his mind up this same thing that I made my mind up a long time ago. I was not going to be uh, going to build the church around my life, but I'm going to build my life around the church. And, and when we start looking at it that way, instead of the church building the conformity to what we think, or how we think, or what we walk, or how we do, it, it, we ought to start conforming ourselves to what the church says what the Bible says, and you start doing that, you'll find you'll start loving the things more of God than anything else in your life. And this is my life, and as far as you're concerned, it will be my life until the day I die. Why? Because there's something eternal about the church tonight. There's something about the church. I don't understand the mindset of the of this. Uh, let's move closer to 
where we work. People drive 100 miles and go to work and they move closer to work, but you know, they can't get closer to the church. I, I want to get closer to the church. I understand we got people who drive a good distance to the church, but I, I want to get closer to the church. I don't want to get further away from the church. Why, why would you want to get further away from where somebody, where a place where God saved your soul, where God saved your family? Why would you get further away from that? I, I, I want to get closer, and that's what Titus says. I, I love this church. I have a deep-rooted affection for this church. It, it's, it's a church, it, it's a transform, transformation of life in the church. It'll save your babies, it'll save your mom, it'll save your daddy. To save your soul. It will change your life. It will, it's what helps you to get through the storms of life that you're going through. It'll pick you up when you're down. It's worth moving closer to the church. I know people drive long distance. I used to drive a long distance. And they say, well, you pass so many churches, why not? Well, that's where God put me at. I go where God put me at. Well, they, they're the same church. They may be the same church. They may not be no different. But God didn't put me in that church. God put me in that church. God placed me in this church. And I'll drive 50 miles if I have to to be where God said, this is where I want you at. Because if God says, this is where I want you at, then I'm going to do the best I can to give Him the glory and do what He said to do. That's what Titus is saying. I, I'm going to be around this church. I, I realize it's not for everyone to be a member of this church. I've told you that. I don't beg people to be a member of this church. We might not do the things you like. We, not, may, we, not, we might not sing the songs you like. I know there's a lot of Christians today that's in this modern contemporary thing. Uh, they don't like this old-fashioned singing. They don't like that stuff. I understand that. That's not so bad. I can understand that. But that's what God said right here. It's the way we are. Now, if you want to change that, you want to change how you worship and say, hey, uh, we'll, we'll go this route. We'll do that for a while. Now, you can do it without me. I'm kind of deeply rooted in the old-fashioned way. I, I like the old-fashioned songs. I don't know why, but they, they still move me. I still get to tears to hear some of the songs. Uh, how uh, Jones sings that, How Great They Are. I, I get to a tear because I love that song. I, that's one of my favorite songs, and she sings that. The reason why we do that is because we have a deep-rooted affection for the church and the things of God. That's what's brought us together. That's why we're together. Because we, we have the same deep-rooted affection for the church and the things of God in the church. So what we've seen is assignment. But I want you to see some, see assistance in chapter 7 of 2 Corinthians. Look at the assistance. I have read a good while ago that the name Titus means nurse. I tried to prove that. I couldn't prove that. It's a good thought. It's a good thought, but I could not prove that. And the reason why, because the assistant Titus gives you in verse number four, 
chapter 7, verse number 4. Great is the boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glory of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceedingly joyful in all of our tribulation. But when we were come to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. But we were troubled on every side without, we're fighting, within we're fear. Nevertheless, God that comfort those that are cast down, comfort us by the coming of Titus. You know why people have problems with the local church? First Corinthians, because they're reading the letter that had written personally to them that God allows them to have is now for edification in chapter 2, book Second Corinthians. But this day it wasn't publicly known. All the problems that this church had. When ta Paul talked about this church, he, he could have gone and said, you know what, let me tell you about that church. They got some serious problems going on. They, they got everything going on. Anything you want to say, they got it going on. They got this going on, that going on. That church is just so messed up. But Paul never runs down the church. In fact, he brags on the church. First thing you say about the church you attend, you ought to start, stop bashing the church, but you ought to start bragging on the church you attend. I find a lot of people want to bash the churches they lived, went to before and how things there are now. But you know what? Let's just say they're a church. We should look at the church in this way. Christ looks at the church. He sees all the problems all, every church has. But he loves it. He loves them anyway. He sees all our problems. But instead of focusing on the problems, he said, this is my church. I love her. Instead of focusing on all the negative, just praise God for all the, the help he get down here from God. He's here. Titus is assisting Paul when he's down. And this is what I like about when talking about being a nurse. Nurse is one that comes around and gives aid when you need to aid. You're in a hospital. Everybody been in a hospital before, laid in that bed, and night, late at night, and hurting, all that stuff. You ring that bell, and there comes that nurse and just kind of gives you comfort, tell you everything's going to be all right. That's the kind of nurse I like. Paul's this. He, Paul, uh, Titus is this kind of person. He's giving comfort to, to Paul when he's down. When somebody's having trouble like they have in verse number 5, it says trouble in flesh. Where they had issues they couldn't rest from. Trouble were fighting without the devil, the world, the trouble, fear on the inside, worrying and doubting. You know what they needed? They needed a Titus. Come by and say, when you're weak, I'll be strong for you. When, when you're down, I'll lift you up. So we both can go forward on towards God. 
I, I pray God gives us a house full of Tituses. That people in our church have trouble in the flesh, trouble in the fighting, trouble with fear. We got people that will call you or text you, or send you a card saying, hey, I'm here for you. I, I, I'm helping you. Whatever you need, I, I'll provide for you. That's part of being a part of a church, helping those who are in need. There, in 1850, there was a little war in the Middle East. It's called the Korean War. It lasted about three years. Ten years before that, a woman started reading about military matters. So she got a mind that said that she wanted to be a nurse in the military. At that time, it was frowned on. Her family frowned on it. The military frowned on it. And they didn't want no part of it. But war broke out. And she had such a heart broken for it. She took her training and request with the military that she be sent for her to the front lines of the hospital. This war was horrible. The conditions were horrible. They, they would bring the wounded in and put them in a building and take them downstairs in the basement and just lay them on the cots down in the basement and lay them on the floor and they just laid there. And at nighttime when it got dark, there was no light there. And the rats would come around and, around and gnaw on their flesh and everything. It was horrible conditions. They had no hope. These, these men had no no way of getting out, no way of helping. And, and this woman, she, she wanted to go there. She went and she saw the condition. She saw how horrible it was. She went down in the basement, saw that, saw what was going on. She went down at nighttime, saw that there was nobody there. And it was all, and you hear all these men crying out with pain and nobody giving any aid whatsoever. So she got it in her mind that I'm going to go out and give aid to those people. Because they needed it. She would get her lantern out in nighttime when they got dark. She would go down in that basement. And she'd hear the soldiers cry out. She'd go to each one and try to provide help for them. And it got to the point where they saw that lady coming. They saw that little lamp coming. They knew that help was on the way. They knew if they saw that light of hope coming their way that she's going to bring some kind of relief to them in their condition. Y'all know who she is. Florence Nightingale. And she'd done that because she had such a heart broken for those people that could not do anything for themselves. Well, wouldn't it be nice to have some Florence Nightingales in the church? Those who are hurting, those that are uh, crying out with pain, those that are suffering, those are hurting. And there's that light coming and says, I'm here for you. I'll give you help. I'll provide some help for you. Just like those men in verse 5, no rest, fighting, fear. Then came this nurse, Titus. that's what we're called to do as a church, to help people. I love the church. I'm not just talking about when it's in this place. I love the church. 
When we take it outside the doors, it's still the church. We walk into the dark halls of this world. We become that lady with a lamp. We start shining the light of God in the people's lives that are hurting, needs our help. Life's a messed up, hurting. We're just trying to give them a little bit of Jesus to help them through the way. I wonder when's the last time somebody, you gave somebody a little bit of Jesus. When's the last time you shined a light? When's the last time you tried to assist someone? When was the last time your life was an assistant to someone? The last time you was a blessing to someone. Titus was a blessing. Paul realized that. And Paul became a blessing to him. And at the end of Paul's life, Titus was a blessing to him. I don't know about you, but I want somebody around me when it comes my time to say, hey, I'm here for you. I'll go the last step with you. I don't know if Titus was standing there watching what was going on, but Paul knew that Titus was with him. And that's what I want. Amen.